and welcome to Med Talks, conversations by medical students for medical students. For those of you that don't know, I'm Deborah, and this is my co-host, Joey. Welcome to the show today, guys. <laughs> today we're going to be mixing things up a little, um, and we're going to be just chatting about moments that have shaped us in our journey of medical school. It's quite a long ride, so one can be sure that there will be some life-changing discoveries along the way. Yes, thanks, Deborah, and um, welcome to all our listeners. Please do forgive us if we do become a bit pretentious um, today. It's just the two of us. We've got no hosts. <laughs> I mean, well, I guess we got. We, we, are, we the are the hosts. We, host. <laughs> we don't have guests. We don't have guests. We are the guests. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's a bit of a change up, but I'm excited. I'm excited to be chatting, Debs, and getting to know you better. Yeah, about time. Okay, so firstly, Joey, I think this is a question that is asked a lot amongst. Um, medical professionals is why did you choose medicine um, and has it been what you have expected it to be? Debbie, you're definitely right about that. Um, I mean, every single person has <laughs> changed their answer to this question sometime yeah, in their life. Yeah, through, uh, throughout the journey. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not, it's not really... Okay, let, let, me, let me try answer it as thoroughly as I can. So... I've got an older brother. He's three years older than me. Um, someone that I've always looked up to um, and respected a lot in my life. And he got into medicine. He got accepted into medicine at Bloemfontein um, at the University of Free State in grade 11. You know, when all that... Oh, no, it's a matric, isn't it? I don't know. I can't remember. <laughs> yeah. You have a little BSc. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll BSc explain star. my story now. Yeah. Um, but whenever, when I, he got in and um, this had a profound impact on me. Um, in the in the sense that it kind of gave me insight to a degree. I mean, when when people speak about medicine or engineering or this and that, all these degrees, like as a high school student, high school student, you have you don't actually have an idea what the hell people at university do. Mm -hmm. So, I think my brother gave me a lot of insight and kind of inspired me to to look into the medicine direction. Um, secondly, I've always had a passion for science. Um, especially biology, it was, and English, English and biology were my two favorite subjects at school. So he's a very precise guy. <laughs> um, so this also, I don't, I only know it now, but I didn't know medicine was as much reading <laughs> yeah. as it actually is because, like, it's so much study material that firstly a you have to content. read. So all the books that I read back in the day definitely, <laughs> definitely helped. Contributed. Uh, contributed, but, um, I'm someone that uh, did very well at school, so I knew that I wouldn't struggle, struggle to, to get into something. I, I don't want to sound arrogant when I say that, but not. Um, I was quite confident in my abilities um, mm. in my academic prowess, so um, the choice was there to be made. And I thought a passion of mine that I've always had is caring and loving, and I think I get this from my mother. So, kind of fit, I guess. It, it fits very well mm. if you're looking back now. The influence from my brother. My mom always being very caring, and that's also impacted a lot on me. So I guess that is why I chose medicine. Then the second part of that question, has it been what I expected it to be? Um, honestly, no. Mm, Definitely I don't not. think anything can prepare you. No, and I mean, expectations are there to be... <laughs> to be broken. <laughs> to be broken. <laughs> Annihilated. Um, no, no one... You don't know what to expect when you go into first year university. I mean, you're growing as a person, you're in this degree, and... There's all this hype, um, but it's definitely 
become more what I expected now in fourth and fifth year with clinical rotations. I mean, that's more what you, when you're in high school, that's what you expect to do, to be at a hospital and mm. to see a patient and to... Feel like you're more involved. Exactly, exactly. But no, I wasn't prepared for all that theory and doing physics and chemistry mm. and philosophy again. Yeah, so she left that behind. Mm. So, and let's turn this question back on you, Debbie. Um, tell us about your story. Um, it's an interesting one. So I actually did not apply for medicine coming out of high school. I applied for occupational therapy, um, but I was really sick in matric and I missed my NBT. So I obviously didn't make it into It's a bit of a bummer. Yeah. They take that as a massive contributor yeah. to your master's. Yeah. If you didn't do your NBT, you wouldn't get in. Um, same for medicine, by the way. Um, but anyway, so I, yeah, I wasn't led to medicine at first. I think I was just a bit scared of it, to be honest with you. Like I was scared that I maybe didn't have the marks to be able to attain getting in. Um, but I was always captivated by neuroscience. So after I knew that I wasn't going to make it into OT, I decided I might as well just apply for a general BSc. And, um, thankfully at Tux, if you do a BSc, they have um for like a six month trial period, I guess, and then you a bunch of people get selected to mm. go into Slots medicine. Into the med yeah, class. slot into medicine. So um, I actually wanted to do neuroscience, but I medicine had been on the back of my mind, and I just thought, you know what? Why don't I just give it a bash? Just give it a go, and I ended up making it in. And I honestly feel like in my life, um, it was very God ordained. Like it was how the whole process happened was really like uh, I could you know, kind of see that he was like, I got you, girl. So it was really incredible. Um, well done, by the way. I mean, just congratulations. You. To get in from BSc is no... Hard. It's no, hard. It's a mean feat. It's, it's, I wouldn't <laughs> it have been able to do it. Not with the lifestyle I was having in the first yeah, six months of my university. No, I don't think I had a life in the first six months. I mean, it was some of my happiest times, definitely. I had, like, that's where my friend group came from. Like, the core of my friend group oh, came okay. from, from BSc. We're little BSCers together. Um, and it was incredible. Like we really you build really strong foundations like when you're going through really tough times together so i was really fortunate for that um is medicine what i expected it to be once again no for a very long time you feel like you are just waiting like you're waiting for you know to like get into the hospitals you're waiting for like the the big things to happen i suppose because mm. you study you don't see the inside of a hospital for the first like three years. And like, you think it looks like Grey's Anatomy in It's there. not like Grey's Anatomy. You're not saving lives. Nope. It's not you're, glamorous. You're just actually in the way all the time as a student. <laughs> like, that's kind of how it is. You fight over doing bloods. Like, that's how it goes. Um, I think, especially in the South African system, we have a very... It's sad. Like, I think it's very sad. And I think that's one thing that I've felt a lot of is a lot of sadness and feeling very like overwhelmed and feeling that helplessness yeah, helpless. like I can't I can't do anything to help or change this person's situation that being said it's also taught me a lot of gratitude so mm. um not what I expected but I think it's been exactly what I needed oh, I like the way you put that oh, yeah that's very nice Debbie could you Take us through some of the times as a med student that you will never forget. Some highlights, some lowlights. Give us give us a bit of a rundown of your highlight package reel. My highlight package reel. Interesting. Um, so definitely getting into medicine was one of them. I'll never forget the day. I was working and I got a phone call and they were like, Hi, 
you've been accepted into medicine. And I just screamed. Like, I think that poor woman on the other side of the phone. And I just Did you celebrate aptly? I did. That was the first night I got drunk was that night. <laughs> yeah. It's a good time. Maybe you should uh, cut that out. No, I'm kidding. Um, so, yeah. And I think just phoning my mom and just being like, listen, mom, like I made it. Because, Sharing that joy yeah, with her. Yeah. Because I think she was just, she was really proud. She knew how hard I had worked. Um, so I think it was really incredible. Um, and I think a lot of the other highlights is definitely like when you set out to achieve something and you get it. So like academically, I always set academic goals. And when I've achieved my academic goals, like I'm always very proud of myself. But it does come at a big cost. Um, you know, you're making a lot of sacrifices for that, which is something that you always have to kind of bear in mind. It's kind of like you're setting yourself up for either a highlight or a low light, depending Basically, on your test mark. Basically, so that's not always a good thing, and I think it's learning how to take everything in its stride. Um, and as we've mentioned on previous podcasts, it's just you can't, your worth cannot come from medicine. Like you have to be, like medicine is not your identity, and you need other things mm. coming. You need other things to keep you stable. And that was actually a piece of advice that a friend gave to me um, when I was in my second year, and I think he was in his like fourth or fourth year. And I was really struggling. We were doing anatomy. And I was really struggling, like, dealing with, like, this dead person that I have to cut up. Um, and he was just saying, like, you need to understand that this is a very different world that you're in. And it's a world that not a lot of people understand. And for that reason specifically, like, you do need your own outlets. Um, so, yeah. So, that's something that I really took to heart. And it's something that I've really invested in. And I think all medical students should invest in that. But another highlight would definitely be when, like, your patient compliments you. Like, when your patient's like, you're going to be a good doctor. Um, I'll never forget. I have patients that I'll just never forget. And I had one patient, and he literally had – it was an, a neuro patient, and he had an agnosian and apraxia on the one side, and he was in a mission to examine because I didn't know that he had an agnosian and apraxia at first. So I was trying to do an emote exam on him and a sensory exam on him, and it was like an absolute fail. And I was getting so frustrated. So difficult enough. Yeah. I mean, even just with a normal patient, it's like – It's hard enough. But anyway, so um, afterwards, he just – said to me like no I'll I'll be a good doctor and it's just stuff like that which you really take to heart and then another thing Grateful that's really for great the little things. yeah another thing I feel like I'm blabbing on sorry but another thing that's mm. really great is friends like my friends are the funniest people in the world so that kind of has to keep me going um and what are what are some of your highlights Joey there were a lot of lowlights as well but highlights oh, we'll get to the lowlights we'll now the low <laughs> uh, let's start yeah let's start with something positive highlights I'll I'm going to say the same as you, Debbie. The friends I've made and the people I've met are people that are going to be at my wedding one day, mm-hmm. at my funeral, if I die before them. <laughs> um, they're just, it's honestly the friendships that, yeah, that are, that I've formed in this time at university, studying with, studying with them, living mm-hmm. with them. I stayed in Rays for four years and now I stay in commune with the same best friends. Mm-hmm. These are people I cannot tire of. I can't spend enough time with them. Yeah. Um, so definitely that, that's one, one of the highlights. A moment I, I'm never f- going to forget. I'm not sure if I'd class it as a highlight or a low light. Um, would also be, um, in second year w- with anatomy for the first time or the first time we walked into those dissection halls. Oh, I'll never forget us. And there's just these body bags and outlines of 
cadavers in body bags and your mind's kind of like there's a dead person in there but yeah. you don't really know how to deal or accept with accept it kind of like that you can't really register it like yeah. it's very surreal it's a very surreal feeling exactly yeah, it's, you know you know it's it's a cadaver but damn it that's a dead person though yeah and it's kind of putting those two and two together which is very weird like i'll never forget the first time we uncovered our cadaver um i actually had to like take an urban all before because i was so anxious um and they don't thankfully they don't they look like people but they don't really look like people like they don't look like a person that has just died which mm. is it makes it easier it does, it does um but it's still to remember that this was a person and that you need to actually pay them the utmost respect so yeah so i think that's it's moments like that that you'll that you'll never forget and what are some of your low lie um same block same year second year anatomy <laughs> um Give some context. Um, my parents had recently moved um, up in Africa to Congo, and um, I used to, I used to stay in Res, but I still used to visit them every weekend. Um, maybe get some laundry done, have a good plate of food, mm. spend some good time with my parents and with my sister, and just get kind of a, a boost before the week. Um, it's good for the mental health. It just and then suddenly on the weekends when I was like just alone at res or you don't have that anymore yeah and, and I, I was really struggling to deal with that and especially um with anatomy which is classically a very oh, tough very difficult block. tough thing so but the low light would be um the night before mid block somehow i had woefully unprepared um common theme <laughs> i do <laughs> procrastinate <laughs> a lot um but luckily i can study really quickly when pressure is on but for some reason this this mid block it came to it was about 12 at night or it was about midnight and I just realized I've basically only revised thorax. Oh, wow. And you have the, the three <laughs> other parts of the yeah, sections of the body. Major to sections that I know next to nothing about. And I just, I, I was, um, I was actually that, that afternoon, 12, literally 12 hours before at noon, I had taken a 54 milligram concerta. So this thing had been holding me and after yeah, 12 yeah, hours yeah, later, yeah. I could feel it dipping and I had another one. Now this is oh, literally midnight that morning, I think eight, we write our theory test and then we have our spots. And for some reason, I'll never forget, I took the other concerta as well. Oh, and Mistakes have been made. Exactly. And it was just an absolute anxiety-filled six hours six or seven hours of last minute cram that was so ineffective and i ended up like trying to sleep or trying to take a nap but i mean when you when you're on a stimulant like that you, you can feel your heart like that tacky <laughs> tachycardia <laughs> when you're trying to take take a nap and then i remember in the test i could barely barely think straight because i hadn't slept Ooh. um everything i got 41 percent for both my theory and my practical which is consistency i'll give myself that <laughs> you know, well done clap on the back but then the highlight was ending up doing really well in block and promoting anatomy At least, yeah no i can definitely relate i think it's like it's funny how some of the hardest times happen um when it's obviously a difficult academic block but when it feels like things in your personal life are falling apart as well mm. so i'll never forget for me 
like my lowest of low was 4B, um, which you also do in second year. And I feel like no one warns you about it. Like no one tells it's you. It's the like, unspoken. The unspoken. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's, like, it's, it's horrible. Don't, it's, t- don't tell second years about bad 4B is. <laughs> yeah, um, it's microbiology. And um, it was just so intense. Like it was four weeks of just like nonstop pressure. But obviously there were things that were like going down in the personal life. I think I was in in a relationship that was like falling apart at that stage. And I just remember sitting in the library crying. <laughs> it's quite like, a low one. Sorry, it's dude. very low. I'm like, I just can't do this. Like I just, I can't even, I was so tired, like emotionally, physically, everything. But I just didn't have an option but to sit there and study because otherwise I wouldn't um, pass. And thankfully I did. I promoted. And you promoted. So it was fine. You're so speaking if, to someone who wrote the exam. Oh, exactly. Only exam I've written though. So. Oh wow, but I mean, it's a hard one. So, no. So I think it's um, yeah. It's that moment always reminds me that like I can get through anything. Like if I got through that, <laughs> I can get through yeah, anything. You've been lower. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I survived it. So. Yeah. So I think that was that was really hard. Um, but yeah, I think another thing that's not always spoken about and should be spoken about more often is um, dealing with patients dying. Uh, I think as medical students, like we don't we don't debrief enough, we don't talk about it enough, and I think sometimes we don't understand like how profound it is. Like it's not just another thing that happens. Like this is a person, and they're not here anymore, and for whatever reason, they're not here anymore, and it is traumatic. Um, and I mean, I've had. I think the first time I saw a patient die, like that was really hectic for me. Also because I am a very emotional person, not in the situation, but once I removed myself out of the situation, I was just like, whoa, like what just happened? So yeah, I think that's been hard. Um, and also just dealing with, as I said earlier, there's a lot of sadness. So you see a lot of like unfortunate things, but there's also a lot of happiness. Like when mm. your patient comes back and they're happy and they're healed and they're doing better no, like it's you're the discharging most them. It's really is. rewarding feeling to help someone that that is in need. Yeah, it really is. So um, you're right. You're touching on a on a quite a low light there. It's it's seeing a patient lose all hope because yeah. of a diagnosis or and then or passing away. It's it's something that nothing can prepare you. No. And each one of us, I guess, has our coping mechanisms to deal with it. And but you need and you need to find your coping mechanisms, hopefully healthy ones. Um, mm. but it's something that happens, and I think you need to find people that you can talk to about it with because you can't always go to like your everyday person and be like, oh my word. And no one wants to have a chat about that. No, no one wants to talk about that. So you need to have people that you can debrief with because you otherwise will end up a very unhappy person. But it is the nature of the job. Your emotions are not on a flat wave. They go up and down a lot. Um... So, Joey, speaking of highlights and lowlights, what are some of the big milestones you feel like you've achieved through this journey? I'm, I try not to be sentimental, to be honest. Why? Because, I don't know, so milestones, I think they're relative mm-hmm. to, to whatever you're going through and whatever journey you're on. Um, to think of a milestone, I can't, I can't even think of a milestone right really? now. Really? What about just making it here? I that guess is, that's a milestone in that itself. That would definitely I'm, be a milestone for me. I'm very much a take every day as it comes, happy go lucky. Okay, I see. Type of guy. So yeah, I'm very like planned. Like I have my goals and my lists, and I need to tick them off. <laughs> <laughs> it is satisfying ticking things off a list, <laughs> though. Unless I'm like, yeah. Okay, I hear you. I think, 
Um, I think it's a very long journey, so it's very difficult sometimes. Um, I think a big milestone. Just as to I be said, here, yeah, actually. it's just being here. I mean, we just finished class, you know. Um, That's a milestone. That is a milestone, a big one for us. So we're done with like the theory of medicine, which is kind of frightening. I don't feel very prepared. Um, it's scary. But we have SIC to fix that. Um, and I think another thing would actually just be starting med talks. I think, you know, being able to have these conversations, being able to help educate people, educate ourselves, inspire others. I think that's, it's really cool. It's, it's been profound. It's definitely it has, been a journey, actually. Definitely. Hasn't been, hasn't even been that long, but I mean, the Here things we are. I've heard, <laughs> the things I've learned just yeah, from, from these few podcasts. It's, yeah, it's been cool. It has, it has indeed. Debbie, tell me, what advice would you give your younger self? go to class (laughs) no i'm kidding um so i was not i have never really been a big fan of class it's just not really my learning style Um, but i think obviously if i wanted to do better academically i probably should have attended more lectures um i just felt very frustrated when i would get a lecturer that would just read off their slides because i felt like i wasn't using my time and it's more common than you think it's very common unfortunately but that's a discussion for another day (laughs) um so i mean i understand it like i understand that you know a lot of our lecturers aren't they don't have an education background like they're kind of just sometimes i think thrown into it yeah um, you're going to do this lecture for the students and and it's very difficult to teach people it's mm. very very that's a whole different skill i mean having your your med degree great but can you teach can you impart your knowledge that's a whole different ball game so um i think sometimes that was just a bit frustrating for me and that's why i self-studied a lot and thank goodness for youtube um, well, you're here now, so that's I'm testament to yourself studying. Yeah, and YouTube. Thanks, YouTube. No, there's definitely this wonderful. You get one, you get good, and you get bad. That's how it goes in life. Like, there's been wonderful doctors, wonderful lecturers, and there's been bad ones, and that's just how it goes. And that's what you would tell your younger self. That is what I would tell my younger self. And also, don't expect too much from doctors. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, just also probably just be a little bit more disciplined. But uh, in the same breath, don't take life so seriously. Although I think I've been a lot better at not taking life so seriously. Uh, when I was in high school, I was very intense. Um, but I think now I can just like kind of brush it under the rug and just be happy. Like I want, I want to be a good doctor, but I also want to have mental health, like a good mental health. And I think that is a more important balance for me than being top of the class. So yeah, what would you tell your younger self? I think I would tell my younger self that it's okay to mess up. And it's okay to make mistakes. Mm-hmm. Um, it's okay to maybe fail this test here or there and not be too hard on yourself. Yeah. I think when, like, um, as a group, we're very, our nature is to be hard on ourselves. Um, and it can also be a competitive environment, mm-hmm. which makes it more difficult. And competition but is good, but it has, it can lead to toxic yeah. side effects and, um, it's, I don't know. It's not always something you want to deal with, you know. So I think I'm very lucky. I'm not exposed to a lot of competition, just the nature of our friend group. We don't discuss marks. We just ask, was it good? Was it bad? How are you feeling? How mm. can I help you? Um, more than that, like, we don't do the mark thing because I just don't think that's, like, very healthy for us. Um, yeah, and you got to and, – and respect to that, actually, because, yeah. I mean, if, if you know this, then there's no point discussing it or evoking mm. these emotions that speaking about marks will evoke. 
Exactly. So we don't do that at all. Um, which so you would tell? Did you discuss marks when I mean in first year, second year? More? No, we haven't. Or just we've just never, we've just never discussed marks. It's okay. just not something. It's like a con- it's a conversation that we had actually because when we were in BSc, it was super, 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 super competitive with everyone. Like people were throwing each other under the bus, and we kind of like made an ally. That must have been no, it insane. was intense. And we like we allied with one another, I guess, and we just made a a, a pact. Mm. Um, but I think it's also just the nature of the friends that I have like it's just how they are they're just such good people um so yeah so that's one thing that definitely like helps um combat that I think one thing I'd also tell myself is just be patient Mm -hmm. there's a lot of years ahead of you a lot of days Mm. don't get stuck don't wish your life away yeah don't get stuck wishing literally like I was like I was speaking earlier when you get into med it's not really what you expect it to be but that shouldn't be a reason that you wish it away or wish like, can we just start with more? Yeah, just be present, you know. Like, honestly, everything that you do, like, in every lecture that you get, in every class that you get, in every party that you attend, like, be there. Be present. Um, and do the best that you can. Like, if you don't understand something, I think this is something definitely I would tell myself, my younger self. If you don't understand something, go and figure out what it is go and figure out why like understand why things happen tell you not tell yourself but seek understanding yes, and empathy pick, and pick everything thing, pick things apart and especially with your with your work with the curriculum that you're doing because there's a lot of it's like a whole new language basically that you're learning so if you don't get like how an x-ray is done like go and google like what is an x-ray how do you do an x-ray what is the point of an x-ray you know like understand the mechanisms behind things because if you understand the mechanisms it just makes everything a lot easier to study in a sense i definitely yeah okay some some sound advice yeah so write that down (laughs) an older joey can read it to younger joey Uh, that's actually cute (laughs) okay so we're obviously in uncharted new territory facing um sic amidst the COVID-19 pandemic. But how have you experienced this and one, what impact has it had on you? Well, Debbie, I've been sitting at home <laughs> for the Chilling. past how many weeks now? Nine? I don't even know. I, have, uh, I, I haven't count. kept count. Yeah, yeah, same. I didn't actually like keeping count. But I have to say my experience of it, of online learning, so basically what um, I'm sure many universities are doing, um, across the country and regardless of degree is um, m- basically releasing narrated slides or lectures and then having tests about it. Um, and actually, I have enjoyed doing it. I liked it. I liked it because it Better saves time. Class. Yeah, it saves time for me mm. because I'm very like productive, I guess. Like I want, I don't want to waste time. Like if I have five minutes, I want to use it wisely. So it's been nice because I can just like sit, press play, do my thing and then do things also at my own pace. Yeah, yeah no, I could agree with that. I've, I have to say I've learned a lot more. I mean, we did anesthesiology now and they made us write a test on every single like little subject. Okay, it was five questions. It's not that deep. But so... Yeah. <laughs> you have to pay attention. You have to pay attention. And actually just paying attention was amazing again because I feel yeah. sometimes when you go to, for example, when you would have rotation in the morning, I would expend almost all my energy in being mm-hmm. present there. Yeah. Also, these things you don't factor in. Like, um, I was speaking to Temba, or we were speaking to Temba, and he says, you don't factor in 
driving and getting to the hospital. It's very draining, actually. So, especially if you have road rage. <laughs> <laughs> especially the areas we drive to. It's yeah, a, it's we very get frustrating. Some, mm, interesting road usage, or the, it's more guidelines, not road laws. <laughs> yeah. It's guidelines, no but you just have to adapt. And I do enjoy the drive. Actually, it's a good debrief. We're speaking about it a is, debrief. Yeah, um, it's really nice to actually just like be with your mates, catch up, sing a song. That's mm-hmm. one. That's one thing my friends and I have also a habit that we tend to have is that like in the mornings to psych ourselves up especially if we're feeling quite down we just like blast music and like basically scream um just so that we can just like really psych ourselves up for the days get our energy levels good um and just like get into like a better positive mind space um but i think you do i've enjoyed it personally in some aspects because i've saved a lot of time i've been a lot more productive but I miss my friends. Like, I really miss my friends. I've missed the hospitals um, or some aspects of it, not being shouted at by registrars. Um, the the good stuff, I guess you could the say. The good stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It has been – I have to say that the lockdown came at an opportune time in a way. It felt like I didn't know I needed a break, but the break has been thoroughly <laughs> the enjoyed. The break needed me. Yeah, the break. <laughs> No, but it, and it's been good for my mental health just to just mm. to chill and take things a bit slower. I mean, in those first two weeks, no one had any clue how to to do online lectures. So I mean, we were basically on holiday. We were supposed to be studying. Yeah. We were supposed to be studying. We Did I? We didn't. Probably not. No. <laughs> but Mm-mm. so in a way, it's also been a bit of a holiday. But um, now it's kind of like a staycation yeah. at home with work. With work, it's it's piling up a bit. I think it's just yeah. I think you miss that like human interaction. Mm. Um, that can get a bit hard. And then also, it's a change. Um, and any change is a stressor. And I think that's yep. something that we also need to understand. So, I caught myself the other day like feeling really just weird and a bit down about things. Um, and I then just had to remind myself like, okay listen you're literally living through a pandemic everything has changed there's no certainty like you're allowed to feel anxious and you're allowed to feel down everything in my home environment has changed like everyone's working from home you know everyone's in your space it's a whole complete different set of circumstances that you have to deal with and it's perfectly fine like how you feel is normal you're not you're not weird because Mm. of how you feel and i think just remembering that was reassuring um but I'm definitely keen for, you know, getting this SIC show on the road. I think it's going to be a bit trying for us. We have rotations for five weeks instead of seven weeks. Yeah, it's been shortened. So, uh, thanks COVID-19 for that. I guess it's less time that they'll – I was thinking about it. Maybe the doctors will actually be more focused or registrars on imparting knowledge and teaching us than kind of just giving us the grunt work like – Stand in the corner. (laughs) Put up a drip. Yeah, it's kind of now like you've got five weeks. I hope so. And I think especially because we're SICs, you know, like this is your last chance to kind of get it right before you're a big doctor. Big doctor, I say. You are, but still, but let's pretend. (laughs) Um, You want to be responsible. No, it's true. So, yeah, so I think, um, I hope, I hope that's how it plays out, but time will, time will tell, hey? At, At the end of the day, I think. COVID has taught me more than anything. I've got a lot more to be grateful for than to complain of. No, that is 110% sure. Um, I think if you think you have it bad, there is 
I hate to say it, but there is always someone that has it worse than you. Ten um, people, ten to the power of. <laughs> yeah, and I think people. sometimes you just need perspective. Like perspective will also help you feel better, mm. but it doesn't invalidate how you feel. Like you're allowed to feel how you feel. Okay, so thanks guys for listening to our little chat. I hope you, I hope you've enjoyed it. I hope you've learned something. Um, I think sometimes it's always nice to have a bit of an insight into someone's journey and someone's path so that mm. you can we hope you can take something out of that and use yeah. it to help you in your yeah. own path and your own journey yeah um so if you have any queries questions comments you're more than welcome to dm dm us or get in contact um and yeah i hope you guys have enjoyed just debbie and i chatting let us know what you think about it yeah let us know if you if you like it if we should do it again shouldn't do it again we won't be offended thanks guys ciao bye